Hello, everybody. This is another episode of King's Speech, hosted by your man's Michael Raphael, aka King Meech. Um, today is going to be a a, a very uh, I don't want to call it emotional, but I'm I'm gonna drop some science on you. Um, I uh, I uh, on a situation that uh. That, that I was uh, involved in. And um, so, you know, sit back, relax, get your, get your iced coffee or, or get your hot coffee, whatever you desire to drink. I drink um, iced coffee for right now. I got my, cause you know, we, we in quarantine, so I don't go to Starbucks like I normally do. I used to go to Starbucks like every day. I was addicted to I used to get an ice quad espresso with four pumps of caramel syrup with extra ice and caramel drizzle on top. Marvelous. Uh, that was my drink. That would keep me up to about two. Then I would crash or go get another one. So um, I don't I don't do that anymore uh, for financial reasons. So I go and I get the one that's in a can double shot I just drink seven of these I'm lying I don't drink seven I only drink two um so I, I do that and uh that kind of um suffices for my caffeine intake but yeah so today's episode is going to be basically called I survived COVID-19 COVID-19 if you haven't been uh if you're not aware you've probably been living under a rock and if you don't know you should go back under there because COVID-19 is killing everybody COVID-19 is this savage virus that was conjured up in in Asia in China um my conspiracy nugget for the day is I believe it was created for crowd control. I definitely believe that it was created to kill the old, the elderly, PC, the elderly, the sick, and the homeless. Um, I think that it got out of hand. I think it got out, uh, as most viruses tend to do. It got out, and... Uh, it started wreaking havoc everywhere, and um, it, it's 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 a global pandemic that we all have been suffering. And this virus made its way to the tide water area. And um, back in March, what was it? Probably like March. Um, I came in contact with someone or a group of people who had, or one of them had COVID or I may have been the carrier. I don't know, but the thing with COVID-19 was especially, and I think this happens to a lot of Americans, you know, we had Ebola and the Zika and all this other stuff that's happened. And Americans are spoiled. We always think that it's not going to happen to us. And especially in Virginia, nothing happens in Virginia. That's why when that crazed man went in Virginia Beach and shot up all those people at the municipal center, 
we just didn't think that would ever happen to good old the, the, the commonwealth of Virginia we just, we just didn't think about it same thing with the coronavirus you know everybody was wigging out talking about you know the, the numbers are going up and this that and the fifth but we never thought that it would happen to us I, you, you just can't convince me that anyone in the 757 thought the coronavirus will come nigh thee as my dad would say you just didn't think about it so we all out here living our lives like oh that's just another Ebola virus another Zika virus it'll play itself out it won't come here and it will only reach the big cities but it won't come to come to the commonwealth well it did man it came to the commonwealth and it had groceries it came to stay it was like hey bruh I'm going to sleep here on this couch. Y'all go ahead and carry on. You know, it, it came to the Tidewater area and it took up residence. <laughs> it was like, we here, we here, we, here we is. <laughs> you thought we weren't going to come touch you or touch, touch, <laughs> touch, touch. You know, so it, it, it really came to Tidewater like for real though. And here's the thing, I, I, I started feeling bad um, and, and still was working, still was doing, that's why I think it was, you know, it might have been earlier than March, I'm not sure. But the thing that catches you, that you, it starts off feeling like a sinus infection. You, 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 you start feeling, you know, the symptoms of sickness, you know how you start feeling, uh, blah. And it starts, you know, you get mucus, and that's the thing. It, the mucus built up was was crazy. And so I started feeling bad. I started having minor coughs um, that were productive. So I would cough up stuff, spit, you know, spit it out, whatever the case may be. And as the days went on, I started feeling worse and worse. So, um, I never forget, I was at my parents' house, and this had been going on for about maybe a few days, not feeling too hot, but not feeling sick, but just wasn't feeling 100, as the young folks say. So, I'm at my parents' house, I'm dealing with some personal issues, so I'm at my parents' house, and I'm at my brother's home, you know, shout out my brother Ben the mad drummer y'all follow him on, on, on IG and social media he's a phenomenal drummer the, the dopest drummer that I, I personally know he's phenomenal so I'm at my parents house watching TV with my brother and I decide to go get uh, just before I come over I decide to go get some pizza from Jet's Pizza right so I'm a huge pizza fanatic we'll do a food episode later but I tell you what makes bomb food, okay? So I go to Jet's Pizza, which is a, a pizza parlor, a pizza place on Princess Anne Road um, by the Hess gas station. Bomb, if you love deep dish pizza, fire, right? So I grab, grab some pizza, go to my mom's house, sitting on the couch, me and Ben chopping it up. He's telling me stories about L.A. and just chopping it up about life we just chilling and i go to eat the pizza and i don't 
taste it like for real. So I'm 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 like whatever, you know. You know, I, I ate like a few bites. I mean, like I ate like two two or three bites, you know. Plus I'm gastric bypass. I can't can't nom nom on on pizza like for real, especially deep dish pizza. So I give it to my brother. My brother crushes, you know what I'm saying? He, he grabs a slice or whatever, whatever. And um, I, I I don't feel all that dope, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it's because I'm dealing with my personal issues. I'm not feeling 100, or you know I'm, I'm dealing with you know this. I think it's a sinus affection while I'm not feeling 100. Either way, I'm not feeling good. So previously, went and caught me an edible. And I was like, well, let me just, you know, munch on this and I'll just go to sleep. Because that's what edibles do to me. They just make me sleepy. So I, I um, take a corner or two of the edible. It kicks in. This sidebar. One thing that makes me laugh about taking edibles is how I know I'm high is my lips start to itch. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny when I know that I'm I'm high my lips will start to itch man it's like a it's not like a it's like a tingling it's like it's itching on the inside it's a weird feeling that's how i know i'm like high but anywho so i you know edibles help me sleep because sometimes especially you know since recently i i i have anxiety issues and sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night and i I'll just be wilding. So the edibles help me sleep. That's I don't, you know, that's mainly why I take it. So I, I took the edible, went to sleep on the couch, woke up, it was Sunday, and I was not feeling it. I was like, bruh. Yeah, this this was the week of the twenty no, this was the week of the fifteenth, I think, of March. I was not feeling it. I was like, this some bull. So I went, I went home and, um, I went home and sat on the couch. Now on my way home, on my way home, I have a long walk from the parking lot to my apartment. Long walk. I started feeling so weak. Like I was carrying somebody on my back. So I'm just thinking I'm just tired because I don't normally sleep on nobody's couch. And I was just like, well, maybe because I slept on my mom's couch, I'm just, you know, a little sore. So I get to the apartment, yo, and it's lights out. I get there, I fall asleep, uh, I sleep all day, and the next morning, I've never felt so weak in my life. It it just sprung up on me. Like I had zero energy. And so um, at the time, if I can remember, I just laid on the couch. I think I watched every episode of Teen Titans. I think I watched every episode of, I can't think of the show, but it's two little brothers and the dad's a rabbit. There's a blue guy and a pink guy. Can't remember the name of the show, but the dad's a rabbit. He's super dumb. 
and the mom is like I think they're rabbits. I don't know what they are, but it's on Cartoon Network. So I watched like mad cartoons because I was I, I I started to feel bad and I knew what the symptoms of COVID was, and I start I was starting to display those symptoms. I was coughing a lot. That was not productive. I was losing my breath. Um, and I I was restricted to the couch. I could not get up to walk to the bathroom to go pee was just like a feat in its own like it was ridiculous and um i i did not at the time i was not claiming the fact that i had covid i just thought yo i got the flu because i had the flu back in march i had the flu around valentine's day it was really really bad i had a really bad flu around then and so I, it started to feel like that. And I was like, oh, ish, I got the flu again. But this time, the, the, as weeks, because um, as, as weeks were going on, because I was like that in that state for about maybe a week. You know, I was just too tired to do anything. Um, then the symptoms got worse. I started having fevers, chills, um, the coughing and the congested congestion in my chest yo so this is what i compare it to you ever had it where you wrestling with somebody that's bigger than you and they put you in a mood where like they land on your chest and you can breathe but you can't breathe that well like your breathing is kind of like oh you know nigga you heavy that's how it felt like all day long then on top of that you're coughing so like you know I I can barely breathe I'm laying on the couch I have to sit up when I cough and then you cough yourself into a dizzy spell then you lay back down and you sit back up and you know and then it was it was the worst so I'm dealing with that and so in all of that I'm not talking to anybody like my mom my sister I'm not talking to nobody so one day I, I look at my phone because I'm too tired to do anything. I finally look at my phone and I see text messages and missed calls and emails from my family. And I'm like, oh, snap, I forgot to tell people that I'm sick. So I call my sister first. So, so I call one of them and I was like, hey, I'm not dead. And they crying and stuff and like i thought you were dead and like, you know blah 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 we scared we was nervous and blah 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 so i told them you know enough to keep them at bay i just told them i wasn't feeling well you know but i'm 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 good so you know my mom wasn't hearing it well neither one of them really was hearing it so my mom would call me every single hour Every hour, she was calling me. You okay? You okay? You okay? I'm like, Ma, like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm alright. I'm as good as I, I can be. So it, it progressively got worse, you know. Um, I, I still didn't have any energy. My taste was gone. My smell was gone. I could only eat. I couldn't eat food could not eat food the only thing i could do was eat oranges 
um, uh, I could only eat uh, little halo oranges. And the thing about it was, the only way I found out I could do that is because I had some sitting in my cabin. I only had like maybe one or two cans. And um, I had to go to the store. I had to go to the store. Yes, I was infected. I but I I covered myself up and I ain't touched nobody and I prayed that nobody caught what I had but I had to do what I had to do you know I was by myself you know everybody that was that would have helped me lived too far away and they would still have to come to me and I, I, you know what it is what it is I did what I had to do if you don't like it damn it it's it'll be all be alright. So yeah, I went out um, with infected, and I had to go buy some some supplies. I had to buy some more. I bought a butt ton of oranges. Um, I bought water, and um, I don't think I bought soup at that time. So I'm I'm in the house. I'm back, you know, even taking all that stuff back to the house. I I literally wanted to cry. And as the virus got worse and as time started to progress, to progress, the worst thing about the virus, I would say, is the mental toll that it takes on you. Because for me, all I could think about, I'm going to die. That's all they talked about. They ain't talking about nobody being uh, healed, delivered, whatever you want to call it, cured or whatever the case may be. No one talked about anyone surviving COVID. So that's why I never wanted to admit that I had it. Because to, to admit that I had it means to me it's a death sentence and I was refusing to die. You know what I mean? So at the time it was hard for me to believe that I had this virus but I, I had it. And so, you know, it, 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 like I said, the worst thing that could happen was the mental aspect of it. The mental um, uh, uh, thoughts that were popping in my head that yo, you are gonna die alone, bro, and no one's gonna find you. No one's gonna know that you're dead for weeks. Cause at this time, my parents didn't even know where I lived. I, Cause I move a lot, and my parents did not know where I lived. They didn't know my address. They didn't know how to get in my building. They knew nothing. And uh, at night was the worst because I couldn't sleep. That's something that's that was another. I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep. All I could do was sit there, and I, I used to listen to soundscapes on Cox, uh, on Cox Television. You know, I used to listen to the little um music joints to calm my nerves because one thing if you're ADD and that's gonna be a whole nother episode about ADD because you know that's just me when you're ADD like I'm serious ADD not like some people say it for play play you know I'm ADHD nah I'm ADD like for real and so for people who are genuinely ADD when there's silence is the worst thing you can do for someone who has ADD. Sidebar. If you have children who who have ADD and have some type of attention deficit, 
The worst thing you can do is to sit them in silence. The worst thing, that's why they write on the wall. That's why they tear up things. That's why they break the pencils. That's why they do all this mischievous stuff in silence. Because their brain, they cannot turn off the voices in their brain. Right? You can call it schizophrenia or whatever. For me, uh, my thoughts are my best friend. They've been with me from day one. They know me. So when I'm oh when I'm in silence, it probably sometimes is the best thing because I come up with great ideas. And most times it's the worst thing because I overthink and I make dumb decisions. So at at night, when I'm laying in bed, these thoughts were running through my head. All the thoughts were, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. This is it. And Mike, if you die, there's no do-over. There's no respawn. There's no plus one. There's nothing. You die. And what are your parents and everyone who care about you? What are they going to do? And I was just like, F me. I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, it was super scary. It was super scary. I've never been more scared of my health in my entire life. Now I've been I've dumb I've done some dumb stuff. I've risked my life in means and ways that I will never share that I'll take to the grave. But this one was by far the scariest because it was something that was like super tangible. So at the worst moment, like this this is the worst moment you know uh i'm weak can't eat my lips are peeling because i'm dehydrated because i you know if you have covid um you you have the you you have that severe diarrhea it's not even acute diarrhea it's severe diarrhea you pee you poop as much as you pee so like i was not to be like super graphic but i'm trying to give you information I was using the bathroom, the new and number two, three and four times a day. And it was solely water. Just my body releasing all this water, all this fluid. And so my body started to dehydrate really bad to the point. I know when I dehydrate, my lips start to peel and they chap and they and they crack. And one day I woke up and my lips had like a layer of dead skin on it. So I'm like, yo, this is not good. I had a, some film, sticky film in my mouth. And my mouth was dry. My eyes started to get yellow. These are things that I know about me when I know I need to drink water. So I started to drink water. The water tastes like it had metal in it, which it probably did because I live in Norfolk. But, you know, I, I had to I had to do what I had to do, man. So I started drinking. I I this is the truth moment some time ago I, I normally try to take my vitamins because I'm gastric bypass so I try to take my vitamins when I remember so I, I was out before all this had happened before all this COVID stuff happened I, I had the flu remember in, in February so right after that I bought some vitamins I bought some hand sanitizer I bought some Lysol and I was spraying up the place because I had the flu so I had all that stuff at the crib already during the whole pandemic so 
at the worst part, I'm like, look, I know I can't eat, eat like food, food. So I'm just going to OD on these vitamins. I look at the vitamin container and I thought it said men's vitamins, multivitamins. And it said women's. I'm like, crap, if I take these vitamins, I'm going to go tits. And I was like, oh, you already got tits. So I was like, so I'm going to go ahead and take these vitamins. So I, 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 I don't take one or two vitamins, right? At this point, I'm taking fistful of vitamins, right? And I'm taking, I had this thermos. Um, it's probably by almost a liter. I had this thermos and I was filling it up with ice water and I was drinking the ice water. And as much as I was drinking, the much as I was taking the vitamins, the much I was peeing and pooping it out. So I'm like, crap, it's not working. So one day I'm sitting on the toilet, TMI, sitting on the toilet. And I begin to cry. So I'm like, God, I don't want to freaking die like this. I'm like, this is bull crap. I'm like, I'm dealing with so much stuff. Like, you you know, they tell you, you know, you, you know, God don't put more on you than you can bear. I'm like, yo, the threshold is nigh, my bro. Like, yo. This is this like I I can't I don't it's not like I can't I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to do this anymore dog you know what I'm saying I'm talking to God and telling him like look you know what I'm saying whatever you gonna do bro make it quick if you gonna kill me through this Corona Jones because my I came to the realization of this I, I told God this I said you only gonna do two things two things you gonna do. You either going to fix this problem and heal me and I'm going to be good or you're going to kill me or I'm going to die. Like, like you're going to have to make a decision or like which one you don't want me to do. Like, or which one you going to do. You got to make a decision, man. I'm talking to God like that. Like, bro, like what you going to do is you going to fix this or not? I mean, you going to fix this or not? What's, what's the dealio? So, uh, I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm having this conversation in tears. I'm crying, wasting, wasting bodily fluids because I need my water. I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, God, yo, I'm gonna need you to hold me down. Like, I, I need, I'm not ready to be out. I'm just not, you know. But I need to know like what the deal is. So I, you know, remove myself off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Take care of my business, whatever, whatever. I get back on the couch and you know I talk to my mom or whatever. And the next day, I or days after, I I think somebody or my mom or somebody suggested to try eating soup. So I had some chicken soup uh, in the cupboard, and so I took some of that out and I you know prepared it or whatever. And I knew I couldn't eat for real, for real. So I began to take the broth, you know, and so I took the broth and um, it was, it was delicious. It was delicious. Because I hadn't eaten, at this time, I hadn't eaten in almost 15 days. I, I couldn't eat a, a meal. I was eating oranges, vitamins, and water. That's all I was eating. And... At this time, I substituted the water for broth, you know, for a meal, and I ate some of the vegetables. I didn't eat the chicken, 
I tried to eat the chicken, but it was nasty. And I couldn't eat the noodles because I'm still gastric bypass. If I eat noodles, it's going to make me dump. And I, that, I just didn't want that. So I drank the broth, ate the vegetables, crushed it, right? Went to sleep. And I noticed I started to feel better. And so I repeat the same same thing. I drink my water, eat my vitamins. And eventually I nursed myself back to health to the point where I started feeling better and better and better and better. Um, just by, you know, eating soup and vitamins and, and things of that nature. So uh, I, 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 I started to feel 100, like 100% like mid-April. Um, like in the middle of April, I started feeling closer to 85%. And um, talked to some of my friends who were in the circle, some of my homeboys that were in the circle, that we, we all confirmed that we all had it. And we all were in the same boat, like together. Like we were all suffering together. One of them was in a hospital. Another was was on the couch. We all had the same issues. It was a a a, a feat that bonded us all <laughs> um, indirectly with this with this virus, and um, it was the worst uh, thing I ever had to deal with. And I eventually got my taste back. Uh, I still can't smell 100%. Uh, my smells, uh, I can smell it if I put it right up to my nose. So, for example, I was in my, at an African shop some time ago, some weeks ago, not weeks ago, a couple of days ago. I go to this African shop, shout out Positive Vibes down in Virginia Beach. If you don't know nothing about Positive Vibes, please Google them. They are in Virginia Beach. They are solid. They know their stuff. All their African gears, are, most of their African gear is authentic, straight from the motherland. Most of their jewelry, straight authentic, straight from the motherland. Uh, uh, they sell all uh, natural products. I get all my soaps, um, deodorant, all that stuff, oils, all that stuff from them. So enough for the plug. I love that place. That, that place is, is phenomenal. So I was there picking out some oils just because, you know, I... I just wanted some. I didn't, I didn't have any, and I wanted some. I I, I had to put the no the thing up to my nose because I couldn't smell. So I got what I normally got, whatever, whatever. So my my point is, my smell isn't one hundred percent, but my taste buds is back, um, and so uh, I'm able to eat and enjoy food as such. But uh, talking with my my brothers, man, my homies that went through it with me. Um, they suffered the same thing to the T. I mean, down to the to the mental breakdown, to the you know the physical breakdown, not everything. The turning point. I think we all kind of had like the same the same thing because you know when you're quarantined, even if you're have a family, like one of my homies got a full family, but when you're quarantined and you're by yourself. It's when the enemy or the devil, your thoughts, or whatever you want to call it, gets in your brain, man. And it starts to whisper bullish to you, bro. And it, he was he wasn't even whispering at this point. And he was like, bro, so I hope you enjoyed these 40 years. Um, you probably won't see 41. So yeah, you know, uh hope you enjoyed it. 
And I was like, you know, this was a good ride. And I didn't know I was going to end it like this. You know, I was actually, trying, you know, I, almost about to co-sign. But, you know, you know, I I, I came to myself, as, as, as my dad used to say, you know, when you come to yourself, you know, I, I had a come to Jesus moment. It was like, look, um, I do believe in Jesus, right? I do believe in God. Let me try this prayer stuff out, right? So I did. I tried it out. And I my testimony, if we want to take it super spiritual, give it honor to God, who's the head of my life spiritual. My testimony is I I am a church boy um to a fault, right? My parents kept me in church more than they kept me in school. I know more church than I do formal education. Um, and it's no, it's nothing wrong with it. I'm, I, I don't resent it. It made me who I am. Church is super funny. If you, if you don't go to church because the pastor did you wrong or whatever, you're dumb. You're missing out on good material. There's funniness. Some of the biggest laughs I've ever had in my life came from church during service. It's the best. So church boy, you know, through and through, all my family is church. My grandma, my grandparents, great grandparents, my great grandma built a church back in the day when women couldn't think for them. When they were told women they couldn't think for themselves, my grandma went and built a whole church by herself. Um, so I come from a lineage of Bible believers and prayer warriors, right? That's just where I come from. But coming up, no one taught me when to necessarily put the faith on. Like, you know, they, they always say, you know, you, you you gotta pray. Man should always pray. You know, I'm human. Sometimes I just don't feel like it, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I lived my spiritual life through my parents' lens. So everything I equated through my spirituality, I got from my parents. Until so I got to a certain age where I'm like, man, I don't even know if I believe this crap. Because it's all of what my parents said. And sometimes... As your parents get older, they still stuck in a in a mindset that's that has changed. So no shade to my parents. I love my mom and my dad. They're phenomenal. But they are they are saved through and through. Like there's no deterring them. <laughs> there's I can't see my mom doing anything other than speaking in tongues and falling in the floor. That's that's all I know. I can't see my dad doing anything other than preaching anything i can't see it i just can't so they have already had their lives mapped out in the christian navigation system and gps to go straight to heaven me i ain't even bought the gps yet to even navigate what the planet i'm on <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not I, i'm getting there i'm in i'm in the store i'm in the navigation aisle you know what I'm saying? I just haven't made a decision yet about my path. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I was just like on some, this is my parents' religion. 
I want to find God for myself. I want to know, is this Jesus stuff really real? Like, like, nigga, like, is this something that my parents just conjured up and just said, believe it because I told you to? That's basically what my parents told us. And me, Rhonda, and Ben, you believe in Jesus because in me and my house, we don't serve the Lord. And don't ask no questions. Believe in Jesus. And so we were like, nigga, okay. <laughs> so we went with that idea our whole lives. No, and I always tell this story. No one asked me if I wanted to be saved. No one asked me that I want to be a follower of Christ. I was told you're a follower of Christ. You're, no, no, you're following Christ. You're going to church and you better believe this Bible. You better have faith. And if you don't, I'm going to kill you. You're going to go to hell. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I guess. Like, no one asked me. And so here I am, 30 or something, 35. And I was a 30. I was drunk when I was 30. So I was maybe like 35, 30, close to 40. Man, I was like, F this crap, man. Crap is fake. And I did, man. I was I was super rebellious. I still am kind of rebellious. I've always been kind of rebellious. But uh, I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't. I, I, I had my parents' faith, my parents' idea of what Christianity should be, and it didn't fit my thought pattern. I'm a, I am a, 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 a lower level th- free thinker, right? I'm not one of these free thinkers who thinks the world is flat and can give you data points on why they think that. I'm not that free. I'm not Kanye West free. I'm more like, you know, what I'm saying like. Uh, Rugrats free. Like they just believe that anything was possible. So I, I that's what I believe. I believe anything is possible. So fast forward to 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 the COVID. I I was I was praying and asking God. I was like, look, Lord, you know, I know me and you ain't been kicking it like for real though. But if you know what I'm saying if, if you see it's cool, like, bro, spare me this one. Like, curve this virus for me, bro. And this was my first opportunity to experience God's healing power. Now, say what you want. You can believe what you want. I'm not here to, to, to make you believe what I believe. This is my experience. I have no other data points other than to believe that I was healed by God. Why? Because I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't visit nobody. No one gave me no roots, no herbs, no no laying on the hands. No one touched me. No one did anything. I was by myself all alone for weeks fighting this virus. Yeah, it may it could have been the vitamins, could have been the soup, could have been the water. But in my mind, all that combination um, was uh, was divine. And I think the 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 mercies of God allowed my body to um, be at a place where healthy enough to be able to fight this virus and that I may not necessarily be a statistic of the negative sort um, to be a victim of, of this of, of one of the ones dying of COVID. So I had gained respect for those who have the testimony of being healed, uh, being healed by um, through their health. I've never been healed. Uh, my health has never been healed. I've never been sick, like for real though. 
You know what I'm saying? I've never had like any type of weird diseases or cancer, you know, or anything like that. My mom has. My mom has had weird diseases almost all her life. Mom can't see, you know, or, you know, legally blind. And my mom used to have a heart murmur issue and all these crazy things that come out of nowhere. So she's she understands and has faith in God by no deterrence that he is going to heal her. She already has it. When she gets sick, she has no other means of healing unless it comes from God. She already is convinced you can't tell my mama nothing. Okay? I didn't have that same testimony. I didn't know that God's healing virtue would come to me. I had no idea. Didn't even really care at the time because I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of young. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I was younger, 20-something, you couldn't tell me nothing. If you hear any noise, the uh, my windows are up because it's a beautiful day in the 757. So I discovered through all of this, the takeaway for me was that God is a healer um, and to me. Right? Um, you may have a God that may heal you. Hey, kudos. But my God healed me. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. I'm super thankful. My song of the year is Millions Didn't Make It, but I was one of the ones who did. And that song resonates with me because so many people have died from this disease, whether they had it super strong or it was acute or whatever the case may be. Millions of people have died from this COVID disease. And I survived COVID-19 in 2020. Not a lot of people can say that. But there are some people who can. So, you know, I'm super cautious now. You know, I um, I do the hand wash and I cover up as much as I can when I go out, if I remember. And, you know, whatever the case may be. And I try not to go anywhere and, and do anything. Um, but um don't take this stuff lightly man this this virus is is for real g hey shut up and um this virus is for real and uh if you don't take it serious it's gonna take you serious and it's gonna take you right out and you can believe that as as larry would say you can believe that and um so that is my story about COVID. Let me see if I'm missing anything. I am not missing anything. So this is the end of my um this is the end. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed the the um the conversation. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me um on uh Anchor. There's a part where you can send messages if you have any topic ideas or you want to collab or whatever. Let me know and we can, we can hook up. I may do a session, a podcast with me, my brother, and my sister. That will be epic. And it probably is going to be explicit. So, you know, mom and dad don't listen. But I hope you enjoy this content. Um, please be, uh, please feel free to reach me on any means of social media. I am on all platforms as Michael Raphael, M-Y-K-A-H-L, and Raphael as in the Ninja Turtle. Um, you can find me there all the time, cutting up, making jokes, taking pictures, and just doing dope stuff. 
So um, I hope this finds you in, in good health. You guys, please stay healthy, stay free, be kind to each other, and love your mama. Talk to you soon. Peace.